Hello and welcome to another episode of the Secular Buddhism Podcast. This is episode number 166. I am your host, Noah Roshetta, and today I'm going to talk about emotions. Keep in mind you don't need to use what you learn from Buddhism with the goal of becoming a Buddhist. You can simply uh, use what you learn to be a better whatever you already are. If you are interested in learning more about Buddhism, check out my book, No Nonsense Buddhism for Beginners, on Amazon, or listen to the first five episodes of this podcast. And you can find those episodes easily by visiting secularbuddhism.com and clicking on the link that says Start Here. If you're looking for a community to practice with and to interact with, consider becoming a patron of the podcast by visiting secularbuddhism.com and clicking the link to join our community. In today's podcast episode, I want to introduce you to a word, a term, a concept that comes from Buddhism, and it's uh, Vedana. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but it's V-E-D-A-N-A, and this comes from the Pali and Sanskrit. It's an ancient term traditionally translated as either feeling or sensation. And in general, this word, Vedana, uh, refers to uh, the pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral sensations that occur when our sense organs come into contact with uh, sense objects and the associated consciousness. Uh, This is what is referred to in psychology as the uh, hedonic tone. And it's a term that's identified within several Buddhist teachings, the teachings of the universal mental factors. Uh, it's the teaching of the 12 links of dependent origination from the uh, Theravada school of Buddhism, from the Mahayana schools of Buddhism. It's one of the five skandhas, which are the five aggregates that make up who a person is in, in all uh, Buddhist schools. Um, and it's also one of the objects of focus within the four foundations of mindfulness practice, which is another big common practice within all schools of Buddhism. So it is a concept that's very well known in Buddhist uh, practice and in Buddhist uh, thought. So I wanted to talk a little bit about it. You know, in the context of the of the 12 links of dependent origination, craving for and attachment to feelings or in other words i'm going to use the word feelings from here on out for this word uh vedana but it's craving and attachment to feelings is what leads to suffering and the flip side of that is awareness and understanding of our feelings is what can lead to enlightenment and the extinguishing of the causes of our suffering or anguish so i want to unpack this concept a little bit what does it mean to welcome the unwelcome. Um, Well, first of all, let's talk about welcome. To to welcome something uh, is to behave in a polite or friendly way to a guest or a new arrival, something that arrives. And I like to use this analogy in my own personal practice. I like to picture in my mind a giant table, uh, perhaps a room, a, a room with a table, where the room and the table represent my mind and the doors and windows that are open are the way that uh, things enter this room. And all the guests that come and go, these are memories, uh, thoughts, feelings, emotions, sensations. These, these are all the things that, 
that come and go. And um, the emotions, specifically the emotions, those are the guests. Uh, you see this represented in the in the cartoon movie for kids, or the animation, I should say, uh, of, the, of the film Inside Out, which I think did a really good job of representing the way the mind works. And in the show, you have the, the main character, a little girl, and in her mind, you have uh, like a control booth, a, a table of sorts, but it's the, it's the command module for, for this girl, for her mind. And at the table, you have the various emotions, anger, um, disgust, joy, sadness. And, and these are the, the characters that often at times influence or are at the command of the inputs at the table. And it's very much the way our mind works. It's what psychology teaches us about the way the mind works. And it's also um, the Buddhist understanding of the correlation between emotions and, and actions. So again, going with this as the, vent, as, as the uh, visual to work with, uh, you can picture this empty room in your mind where thoughts come and go, uh, memories come and go, feelings come and go. Uh, but imagine when they do come in, we tend to go put a sticker on them. You know, the, the little sticker that you wear that says, hello, my name is uh, a sticker like that. And we label here, here comes joy. Let me put a sticker on to make sure I know this is joy. And not only to label what it is, but also uh, I have a feeling, a feeling tone associated with this. And this is where that concept comes in. Vedana is like the, that's what this is. It's the feeling tone that I have of whatever it is I'm experiencing. So here comes joy. Joy enters the room. Okay, that's joy. I'm going to put the green sticker. The green is the one that I like this. I, I want joy to be here. Oh, here comes anger. Okay, I'm going to label this anger, but this gets the red sticker. You are not welcome here. And that labeling, that feeling that arises in association to the experience that we're having immediately alters the relationship we have with the guest that just showed up, right? Here, here's this guest, and the, there are three types of guests. The, there's the welcome guest, there's the neutral guest, and there's the unwelcome guest. And the relationship with the welcome guest varies from, hey, I like you, please stay here longer. And then on a more unhealthy level, you can imagine, hey, please don't leave. I'm going to tie you to this chair so you can't leave this room. We have relationships like that with thoughts and feelings and emotions that come into our mind, don't we? With some of them, it, it really is like that, where it's please stay longer. But with others, don't we go way out of our way to try to prevent that feeling from leaving? So think of it that way. And then there's the neutral guest. It kind of just comes and goes. I won't even spend much time with it because it's neutral and we don't we don't focus heavily on, on, on the things that make us feel neutral that way. But then there's the unwelcome guest. And this relationship ranges from, oh crap, here it walked into the into my room. Let me shoo it away. Let me take this broom and swat it. Come on, get out of here. Or more aggressive, I take this pointy thing and poke and prod at it. Get out of here. Or uh, even more aggressive, now I'm going to put bars on the window. I'm going to dig a moat outside of my door that you can't come across. I'm going to uh, get very aggressive and try everything in my power to get you out of here or to keep you from coming in here. So 
Again, what I want to focus on here from the Buddhist concept of this notion of feelings and what we would call feeling tones in Buddhism, it isn't about the guest, it's about the relationship that you have with the guest. In other words, the feeling that arises when that guest appears. Uh, So again, uh, with feeling tones, they are pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. And the Buddha taught that attending to feeling tones allows us to be present with the experience, where then we have the ability to discover that perhaps something that is pleasant can also be unpleasant, or vice versa, something that's unpleasant could also be pleasant or neutral. Neutrality does play a role in here, and I'll get to that in a minute. But we're not focused on changing the feeling. In other words, we're not trying to change the experience we're having. What we're trying to do in in the context of Buddhist practice is we're trying to see if we can have a more skillful relationship with um, with the experience that we're having by paying attention to the feeling that arises throughout the experience. And when we practice awareness, we're, we're paying close attention to the feeling tone that arises with each thought or emotion. So, for example, first I notice what I'm experiencing, and then I notice how I feel about what I'm experiencing. I may notice, for example, oh, I'm experiencing anger. Suddenly, anger arises. And then I notice right away that this feeling uh, of, of, of anger, feeling anger, is an unpleasant feeling. And then I can spend time with that, the secondary one. Being angry isn't the issue. But how I feel about being angry is where I have power to observe, understand, and, and perhaps change that relationship. Uh, it could be that the anger I'm experiencing arises simply because of an unskillful conditioned belief. For example, I believe that being angry is bad or wrong, or angry people have a weak mind, or Uh, Being angry is evil. That comes from the devil. You know, that could be a belief that's conditioning the experience that I'm having with anger as anger arises. Now I have the feeling associated to this experience, and that is conditioned on an unskillful belief. When I notice that and, and perhaps spend time with that, I may say, you know what, where did I pick up this belief that there's anything wrong with being angry? You know what, I'm just going to be angry. Okay, I'm angry. Suddenly the relationship with anger changes. The emotion didn't change. Anger is what arises, but you don't have the feeling tone associated to it that instigates the next set of actions, right? Here comes the pitchfork so I can get rid of anger. Because I do, and I, and I try to get rid of it, and guess what? It gets stronger. It becomes more difficult to eradicate from that room because now that I'm trying to push it out, it's like, no, I'm not leaving. It gets more angry. And this is echoed in other stories as well, uh, the story of Sticky Hair Monster, which I've, I've talked about before, and I'll reference it again here in a moment. But this is the example I wanted to give in the context of anger. Now, the same thing can happen on the flip side of the coin, the, the feelings that we have of, that are pleasant. I may start to experience the sensation of happiness. I notice that I'm feeling happy. I notice, oh, this is a pleasant thing. I like feeling happy. And then comes the introspection. Why Why am I feeling this way? Where does this happiness come from? Because in the introspection, the relationship with it may change and insight may arise. For example, uh, I may notice, oh, this happiness I'm feeling is also based on a conditioned belief. Uh, an example from my own life, I may feel happy because I just went and purchased this car. Uh, and, and I'm not dissing on anyone who has nice cars, this, but this is my experience in college, okay? 
I went and bought a really nice fancy car and I was very happy to own it first because it's a nice car but second to that and I didn't notice it at the time but the truth was I liked how it made me feel because this was influencing directly how my friends perceived me and that's what made me feel good I felt this sensation of this is good they think of me what I want them to think of me which is look at this successful guy you know or whatever it was um if you do, if you don't notice that you go on doing things that may be unskillful like being a college student getting into deep debt over a car that you don't need uh, you certainly don't need a car um, that gets you deep into debt uh, I didn't notice notice this at the time but that was uh, again, a decision made on a poor understanding of the relationship I had with my thoughts and feelings and emotions. So again, I'm not dissing on anyone about any of that. I'm just trying to highlight examples uh, that pop into my mind. And that's one from my own life. So one of the key takeaways here uh, is to recognize that we have primary feelings and secondary feelings. And this is now coming more from the psychology standpoint of, of this notion. And that is uh, the, the reminder here is that we want to work with the primary feelings. When, a, when an unpleasant experience arises, we tend to want to get rid of it. We don't want to feel that. And when a pleasant experience arises, we tend to want to grasp it or cling to it. We don't want it to go away. And then, of course, a neutral experience arises and we tend to ignore it. Now, I want to say something real quick here to this concept of neutrality because I think going back to the example I used earlier of me in college, um, to have the insight at that time to recognize, oh, I feel really happy uh, when others think of me the way I want them to think of me. Through introspection, that relationship may become more neutral. It's like, okay, yeah, some people are going to think positively of, of me. And the flip side, right? Some people are going to think negatively of me. But that doesn't arouse in me the deep pleasant or unpleasant sensation anymore because I've spent time with it and now I'm more neutral about it then that may be a direct contributor to the actions that will take place that make me not get into deep debt to buy this thing that I don't need or um, to not act aggress aggressively against this thing or, or, or person that uh, is making me feel unpleasant so again Keep in mind here, we're talking skillful and unskillful action as the end goal of all of this. So again, primary feelings. Keep in mind, primary feelings are the feelings that arise all throughout the day, hundreds if not thousands of times throughout the day. How you feel, these feelings arise influenced by the mood that you're in. The mood may be, may be triggered by the song that you're listening to or the memories that just came back into your mind or the fact that you're hungry, or the temperature of the room that you're in, you're cold or you're hot. I know for me, heat is one of those that, that gets me um, feeling very unpleasant. And these primary feelings are not inherently good or bad, right or wrong. They're just, they're just part of the experience of being. They're part of the stream of experience that we encounter for the mere fact of being alive and being human. So the practice that, that becomes uh, uh, the, the goal here is the effort that we exert to accept the pleasant, unpleasant, and neutral experiences in a welcoming way. And I want to emphasize here uh, with, with, the, with this notion of welcoming, that doesn't mean that you like it. 
um, welcoming the unwanted or welcoming things that you don't typically wouldn't think you would want to welcome. It takes effort, it takes understanding, and it takes practice, but it's not about switching from pleasant to unpleasant or, or vice versa, unpleasant to pleasant. This is simply uh, the practice of recognizing here's how things are. Um, this is this is what I'm experiencing. There's nothing wrong with that. This is just what is. What can I what insight can can I gain out of this? Because insight there is the key. Understanding is the key. With insight, with under, with insight and with understanding, what ends up happening is a change in the relationship you have with the thing that you're experiencing. That is the goal. And I, I need to emphasize this again. The goal here is not to take the experience and change it. Get rid of sadness so that happiness can be here. It's not that. We're not trying to alter the thing that we're experiencing. We're trying to uh, have a more skillful relationship with that thing. And this is where I want to echo uh, again the story of Sticky Hair Monster. Uh, you can, if, if you need a refresher, this is episode number 138, Sticky Hair Monster, or just Google uh, the story of Prince Five Weapons and the Sticky Hair Monster. This is from the uh, Jataka Tales, a collection of Buddhist stories. But there's a really important lesson to be learned there. When you notice what you're experiencing, then you pay attention to the feeling tone that arises with that experience. In other words, I notice this is pleasant, it's unpleasant, or it's neutral. It's something that I want, it's something that I don't want, or something I don't really care about. Then what you see is if you can focus on changing the relationship you have with the experience. Again, like the story of Sticky Hair Monster, where the, the prince remained the prince throughout the whole thing. He didn't change. The monster was still the monster, but through the change in relationship by the prince spending time with the monster, stop fighting it, just sit with it, talk to it, get to know it. What happened is the relationship between the two is what changed. At the end of that story, the sticky hair monster is still a sticky hair monster that may be stinky and unpleasant and all the things, whatever it was, is what it was. And the prince remained exactly who he was, but the relationship between the two changed, and the, and the relationship is the key. With a skillful relationship, he was able to continue on his journey. With an unskillful relationship, he could have just died there at the hands of the monster like everyone else did, because the relationship is the key. So I want to emphasize that again with this notion of feeling tones and welcoming the unwanted. When you're welcoming the unwanted, it's not about making the unwanted turn into something wanted. You don't have to think about it that way. Welcoming the unwanted is allowing the thing that you don't want to be there. The, the guest that comes into the room, there, okay, here it is again. There's that guest. Um, let me welcome it. Let me be more friendly and cordial. I'm not going to push it away. Anger, hey, it's you. You're back. Man, I haven't experienced you in a while. Okay, well, here you are. Sit down. Let's talk. Why are you here? What's going on? The relationship with the emotion will change. And I have experienced this in my own life with anger specifically. That One of the most difficult stages for me in, in my life was a stage where I was experiencing a tremendous amount of anger. And with time, what I recognize is that I was experiencing an even more tremendous amount of anger about being angry. And that's the key here, right? It's the, it's the secondary feeling. 
I was so angry about being angry because of the conditioned belief that I held that I shouldn't be the type of person that's angry. Good guys don't get angry. That was a belief that led years of this very difficult uh, experience taking place. What changed all of that was when I finally realized, oh my gosh, why am I pushing it away? Just be angry. It's okay to be angry. And for the first time in that whole phase and that whole ordeal, I allowed the anger to just be there. So what? I'm angry. And guess what? With time, the guest got up and walked away and left the room. And that was it. It's never been back to that degree that it was. Uh, Sure, you can get angry about little things, but it turned out in my own personal experience that fighting the anger made the anger more strong and more prevalent, just like exactly like the story of the sticky hair monster. Now, this is the same with grief. It's the same with sorrow and sadness. It's the same with guilt. Any emotion that you can label that you would think, wow, that's a really unpleasant one. I don't want that one here. Fight it and resist it, and it will be worse. It will be stronger. It will not go away through sheer uh, force of will. You know, you can't will these things to go away. You can't yell at it and say, get out of my house, get out of this room. It doesn't work that way. You have to sit at the table with the emotion and say, here you are. I'm sorry I've been pushing you away. I'm sorry that uh, I've done everything I can to keep you away. Now let's change that. I'm willing to talk. Let's sit down. Let's talk to each other. Tell me why you're here. And I'm not going to feel bad about feeling about you being here. Sorrow is what I'm feeling? Fine. Okay. Feel sorrowful. Spend time with it. Change the relationship with it. See the magic that takes place when you do that, or guilt, or shame, or any of these strong emotions. So that's the invitation I wanted to leave you with with this podcast episode, Uh, the Buddhist notion of welcoming the unwanted or spending time getting to know the feeling tone that you have that uh, arises when you are experiencing a thought, a feeling, an emotion. And then what happens as you sit with that and you you change the relationship you have with the emotion. And again, the goal is not to get rid of or change the emotion, to evolve it into something else. The goal is to have a more skillful relationship with it. The evolution of what that does to it is is secondary. That's going to happen with or without your effort at that point because of the nature of things being impermanent and things being interdependent. Turns out if you welcome anger, and you're happy with anger, anger might say, okay, never mind, I don't want to be here, and it'll go away. Uh, Again, I say that through experience. So that is the goal of this episode, to um, think about these experiences that you're having in life, and then think about the relationship you have uh, through that filter of, is this pleasant? Is it unpleasant? Do I want it? Do I not want it? What things am I neutral about? And in that uh, inquisition, in that... um, internal uh, uh, looking in, uh, insight is what will arise. Understanding is what will arise. And with that insight and understanding, the, the relationship between you and the experience you're having, the relationship between you and your whatever your sticky hair monster is, that relationship will change. All right. Well, that's all I have for this podcast episode. I hope you enjoyed uh, hearing my thoughts around this concept, and I look forward to sharing more thoughts in a future episode. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Until next time.